Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, on this special Father's Day edition of Section 336, we will talk about the important role that fathers played in our love for the Orioles. We will also talk about our first place Baltimore Orioles. And there's a very special edition of, yes, boys and girls, it's back, Bert's Storytime. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section, section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zanny Barrote. On a Sunday night. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Wink, wink. And the button lover, Josh Sroka. Happy Father's Day. How are, uh, You want to explain to people why we're going on Sunday this week? We didn't really. We gave people 15 minutes notice that we would be <laughs> going on Sunday. Should I also mention that we're joined by an intern? An intern. Not, not the intern. Correct. But an intern. Intern, you want to say hi? There we go. That is an intern. <laughs> an intern. Uh, an did, intern. Did you see I was when, when his mouth opened, words yeah. actually came out? Yeah. <laughs> the world's worst intern is not here. And you guys probably know that because when I said, say hi, intern, the intern actually said hi. Yeah. So that's a <laughs> change. It was not uh, an awkward silence. <laughs> not awkward silence. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, and recording on Sunday, Josh, because it's Father's Day, right? Or no? I felt like there was some other reason. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like one of us couldn't do it on Tuesday. Uh, yes. My Tuesdays for the next uh, seven or eight weeks are uh, are going to be um, they're going to be busy. I'm occupied. Okay. Yeah, I will be in uh, Tanzania, Africa. So so, so annoying to play that music every time. Uh, but it's I'll be, time for Africa. I'll be in the the, uh, the southern part of Tanzania, Africa, in a rural village uh, where certainly. Uh, I thought about flying back for each podcast and every Tuesday, <laughs> but it just didn't turn out to be very feasible. So I'll be teaching at a college for the summer, for this summer, uh, volunteering at a college down there in, uh, in Tanzania, Africa. So that's where I will be. Uh, and so, Josh, I, I guess I'll use this opportunity to link back to the show in that you have to find my replacement for the summer. 
you mean the the, the show the, must the, go on or anyone can podcast yeah podcast? literally what i do every week anyone can do literally yeah. anybody can do it and probably do it better if you don't stutter you probably <laughs> can do it better than i can yeah so the entries have started to come in i've oh, noticed that entries? on facebook lots of people or twitter yeah, too people are like where can i send it in how soon do i have to get it in i couldn't believe people actually like wanted to participate <laughs> yeah so we made a deadline the deadline is the end of june so that gives about uh, 11 days. Today's the 19th. 11, 11, 12 days, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. Maybe less. I don't care. I'm a very... And you got to submit a uh, like three to five minute audio rant, basically, yeah. or, or uh, commentary yeah. and send it by email to uh, section336podcast at gmail.com. Okay. That's fine. I'm a very secure person. So whatever. If you guys want to bring people in to see how they do, I think for the most part... You're going to get a bunch of knuckleheads in here who can't hold down the fort. So I'm, I'm very secure in my, in my podcasting hosting abilities. Um, I'm very, I'm very, it's, it's like when I, um, like, like when, when we go and hang out and, uh, at a beach or at the bar or something, a bunch of good looking guys come up. I see my wife, maybe take a, t- take a glance. I don't care. Wife, take a glance at the other guys. I'm secure <laughs> with where I stand. I'm secure that at the end of the night, she's coming home with me. I'm secure that at the end of seven weeks, I'm going to come back and this seat's going to be open for me. Well, see, the question is, at the end of those seven weeks, how is your rant going to be good enough to get you back? Oh, I don't have to. I don't have to give a rant to get back in. Okay, I've been holding right. this seat down for three years, and some knucklehead off the street's not going to come in here take my spot just because I'm gone for seven weeks saving the world. No, that's not going to happen. Not not on my watch. Now, no. do you think some listener, some three three six or whoever submits, whoever wins, whoever sits in your seat, yeah. every occasional week or so, uh, do you think we need to rely on them on to run the ship? Like oh. you do, or are they going to be relying on me and Josh on the ship? Yeah, one of us are going to be running the ship. Get ready for your today. What? How's it start? Today on the show? Today on the show. Today yeah. on the show. Get, get ready for some today on the shows. Hold on. See, let's see if you can, the best way you can imitate Matt doing that. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. Today on the podcast. Today on the show. I think, I, I think both of us are well done, but not as, today on the show. I think that, that that's the best one, and not, and not just that, but you have to in, in, introduce right. the zany Brett Rody so, so, and the button lover Josh Roca and the intern. Right. So it's so not t- today, just today on the show. Scope hit a bomb, and he orders one, and we'll yeah. talk about it. And Matt's gone. Yeah, everyone at that point, Josh, will right. turn off the uh, podcast at that point. <laughs> yeah. They won't listen any further. Thank you for listening. Three, see three, you later. Six, yeah. see, see you guys in in two months. Right. I want to start the show. It is with your haircut. Father's Day. I did get a haircut. We have video now. We can start with your haircut. Yeah, what we call an Africut. Africut. Hat tip to Burt Rody. It's time for an Africut. <laughs> that, that, that sounds wrong, but... Well, it's the haircut I get before I go to Africa. Uh-huh. That makes you look my, like a 15-year-old boy. My access... Yeah, I've heard that before. My access to showers... Or it's going to be zilch. My access to like clean water, take a bath, will be questionable. So like, I got to be able to comfortably go for a couple days without bathing or washing my hair. And so my long hair was just not going to cut it. So yeah. just go with the short hair. I can go several days without showering. It's kind of gross, but... What about shaving? Where does that fall into play? Then? Yeah, I'm going to shave right before I go. Okay. Uh, and then I'm not going to shave at all for... Two months? Two months. Okay. So so we'll see what happens. You won't be out of control. Yeah, no. That two months is like a playoff beard yeah. in hockey. It won't so, be like that year you spent in Africa and came back looking like... Beast man. Yeah. <laughs> well, even that, that was just six months. Oh, really? Yeah, six months. That's impressive. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I went to the aquarium yesterday yeah. for Father's Day, part of our Father's Day weekend, and I saw a bunch of sea urchins. That's what you stepped on. Yeah, black, black spikies. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yep. they'll mess you up. I was pulling those out of my feet for uh, about a week after. Yeah, we're going to put that story out next week on the show. About how I almost died in Africa? Yeah, kind of celebrate you going to Africa. We're going to share the story once again of you dying. Well, there is. almost dying. Almost dying. Every time I go to Africa with my luck, there's a, I would say probably like a 25% chance that I will die in Africa. Yeah. So I want to say, hey guys, it's been a pleasure if I don't come back. Uh, It's been a pleasure. It's been real, as the kids say. Yeah. Uh, We had had a a nice run. Uh, And please bring my body back. You'd re- you want your body to come back. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't you wouldn't to... rather stay in Africa? Yeah, there, there's a beautiful poem. I forget the name of the, the poet about fighting World War II. He was British, dying overseas, mm-hmm. and being and wherever he dies, being buried there so that one piece of foreign soil will be British territory because he's buried there. <laughs> a beautiful poem. I like that. I like the, the sentiment, but no, I don't want to be buried in Africa. You don't want, like... One part, small part of Graysonville to be in Tanzania. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's a, it's like if you want to take my arm and just like plant my arm, <laughs> but, but plant. From, I mean, I bury my arm somewhere. If I could, I could get behind that. From what we've heard about the bathroom situation, there'll be a little bit of you in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm <laughs> I'm spread out across the world. You gonna mark your territory? Yeah, I mark my territories wherever I go. So, is there not any streams or rivers or lakes around there for you to shower or bathe? No. Because uh, my question was going to be, what's more dangerous? To bathe in whatever body of water is near your hut in Tanzania or to bathe in the Seven Seas Lagoon at Walt Disney World. Too soon, Bert. Too soon? Too soon. Yeah. And I, I think Africa will be safer. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I beg to differ. There's all kinds of crazy wildlife that you can't even but, fathom in the waters of Africa. Right. But in, <laughs> and, and, in, in Florida, there's a whole bunch of tourists and who know what who knows what they're bringing into the water. And I like wildlife that I just doesn't say scare me. The waters of Africa. Like it's an entire continent, right? I go narrow it down hey, to the made up of like country. fifty countries, but <laughs> and like countless lakes and rivers and bodies of water, but right. just the rivers of Africa. Hey, yeah. you're going to Tanzania? Yes. Do they have the Zika virus that everyone's freaking out about? Oh, good question. Uh, not, 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 not that I'm aware of. I think that's more South America. Take your bug spray with you. Yeah, but I mean they have mal- malaria's everywhere, so that, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. They got probably they got things over there that are probably far worse than the Zika virus. I would think lions. Yeah, I rhinos. Mean, <laughs> rhinos. Did you ever see rhinos? The hippos yeah. are what, oh, what will kill you. The hippos. Yeah, if that's the it. hippos. Right. Don't get in between a, a you hippo don't, and their baby. Don't get in any path. If the hippo is going in one direction, you don't get in their path because they because they because they don't like go around you. They go through you every time. Even if there's like a building there, they'll go through the building. They they don't care. They're they're a bit savage. The hippos are about that thug life. Um, hippos kill twenty nine hundred people annually in Africa. 2,900 people? 2,900 people Stop messing annually. with Africa. They're the biggest Stop killers. messing with hippos. Well, what happens is, is people like put down their tents or, or put a house right in the path that a hippo takes every day, and hippos don't like go around. They'll go right through you. <laughs> they don't play. Autoerotic asphyxiation kills 600 people annually. Okay. that's. Can we stop reading this list, please? In Africa? It says annually yes. in Africa. Google it. Okay. Can we not read any more of these stats? Hey, there was a baseball game today. There was a baseball game. <laughs> and you went. I was there. It was a long baseball game. It was very long. Well, about the second or third inning, the home plate umpire got hit in the crotch and had to leave the game. He pulled a Caleb Joseph. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And it, we should have had him on the show. That's been happening, not, not just the Orioles, but throughout baseball. A lot of crotch hits recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of that going around. And it proceeded to turn out beat. I bet it was a 25-30 minute delay because it, they had to reduce the umpire crew. They didn't have a spare umpire, so it was a three-man crew for the rest of the game. And one of the others, the first, second, or third base umpire, had to go back to the locker room, get himself all dressed up for home plate, took his good old time doing it, 
But see, when Caleb Joseph got hit the crotch, he finished the game out. That's He's a, a gamer. That's right. a man for you. You see, uh, umpires. There was a story this week that Caleb got a new Kevlar cup. Oh, which that made sounds me, awesome. Which made me kind of concerned. Mm. Does that mean that his original cup failed? I guess so. Like, like did he break yeah. the cup? Can Ooh. you imagine a Kevlar cup? That must be able to take a bullet. You could shoot a bullet at his crotch <laughs> sure. and it'll like bounce right off. That sounds awesome. I, I, think, <laughs> you got, I think you got to try that out. Yeah. I mean, you. that's the only way you can certify that it'll protect you, right? Yeah. Sure. Well, we, no, but you got to put them on a dummy or something. Well, no, just get on the Twitter and ask for... Th- we had 336ers volunteers to be on the guest mic. Okay. Have it to 336ers volunteer to wear the Kevlar cup. This is part of the contest. Let hey. Shoot bullets at your crotch. <laughs> Maybe that is what <laughs> that text you got earlier asking about teaching Kinsey to shoot guns. That, that Maybe mean, it was about... That has a lot to do with it, and I, I want to get my hands on a Kevlar cup before we go further with that training. I think it's a great idea. That's all inside information, though. Wink, wink. Um, so uh, what are we talking about? Today's game, Ma- Father's Day, Machado. I got, I got two things I want to talk about. Started talk about Africa. Machado's big news, Machado too. started his suspension today. Yeah. Starts to miss four games. Yeah. Uh, are we doing that? I don't know. Flaherty stepped up, had a decent game. Yeah. Well, we have, and, and, and it coincided, and I didn't think this would, this would work out. People said at the beginning... I didn't think they could drag out the appeal process long enough for, for Hardy to come back. Right. <laughs> but good for them for dragging out that appeals process sure. long enough for Hardy to, to, to come back. Uh, a couple really just – can we talk about this for a second? And then I do want to talk about Father's Day, and I want to get to Bert's story time. Sure. Uh, but to take two out of three in back-to-back series against your biggest competition, the AL East, two really big series. Huge, yeah. Against Boston first and then against Toronto. Yep. Teams Toronto coming into the series looked unstoppable. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the scores of the Phillies games, but like every score was like fifteen to one. Like yeah. they would just destroy the Phillies. It's and they were a bad team. They but, obliterated and, us on Friday night. They yeah, had, that game was out of hand. Right. And, and, and the series they before us, they, they beat three us four. in Toronto last weekend. Exactly. Uh, so it was looking like how are we going to stop them? And it's it's so interesting to look at the pitching matchups because in your head you 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 see okay like today was 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 Tillman versus Stroman. Right. And you thought okay. That could be – that looks like an Orioles win. Yesterday was um, Dickey versus Gallardo coming off the, the DL. In my head, that's that's a loss. So we have trouble with soft tossers. We have trouble with the knuckleball. Yep. Like, in my head, okay, we win the third game. We lose that game. And the first game was Tyler Wilson, uh, right, versus I thought it was Gaussman. Gaussman was Friday night, was he not? Oh, we need to come back and confirm this. For some reason, I had Wilson in my head. Wilson pitched that great game. I thought it was Friday. No, on uh, Friday. Friday was Galsman. We got Galsman. obliterated. Galsman got oh, that's right. Hit we up went two to three. Right. He uh, Wilson was the day before against Boston. Yeah, against he was Boston great. Oh, but, but, game. but it still serves my point. Gossman's pitching, and so in my head, Gossman's in one of our p- best pitchers this year. Okay, we're gonna win the first game. The second game will probably lose. The third game will win. But you can never tell. You just can never tell. Because we've been shut out by bad pitchers. We've scored a bunch of runs against really good pitchers. Our starting pitching has been, I mean, Tyler Tar- Wilson throws Go- out a gem. Gosman Go- pitches tomorrow. Friday was right. Mike Wright. Yeah, you're right. It was Mike Wright. Oh, who got lit and up. He got demoted. And then uh, Jimenez came in. And who got also yeah. lit up. Oh, that's yeah. right. The right Jimenez combo, which is a hilarious combination. <laughs> hilarious. But everyone was all about um, demote Wright and good because Wright's been a bomb. Well, because... You can demote him. Yeah. He's got options. Right. Well, he has options, Jimenez, but the Orioles Jimenez. have options as far as starting right, pitching goes. Right, right. Sure. Well, and no, and that's what leads us. That's what we got to discuss about this coming Wednesday. Yeah. Someone's got to pitch. Right. And is it going to be Ubaldo again? Yeah. What did Buck say? Buck said it could be Ubaldo. It could be TJ McFarlane. Right. 
or it could be. Well, um, they have to recall, right? Because they send. They'd have to recall him. And I'm blanking on the th- oh, uh, Despania. Oh, really? He could yeah. he get a start. He pitched today. Yeah, somewhat yeah. effectively, right? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, we had a we had a nice lead. He let the the Blue Jays put a little dent in it. He made he he forced uh, Showalter's hand to bring Brad Brock in. Yeah, which yeah. was not ideal. Uh, he, he pitched one point two innings, gave up two runs. But a lot of people are hating on the contract, even still, of Yvonne Gallardo. And I don't. His start was meh, right? It wasn't a great start. But but it, it was what we last week were talking about. We needed five innings. Give me five innings. Keep him under three runs. I literally, and this sounds terrible because it's not a great outing. But at this point with Giovanni Gardo, I literally, I literally will take five innings and three runs every time because the because the other option is Mike Wright and Roberto Jimenez, who are dumpster fires. <laughs> like they are atrocious. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, people like to poo-poo Giovanni Gardo because we paid too much, way too much for him, and we did. We paid way too much for him. But can you imagine? Like, this is a huge stretch for Giovanni Gallardo, and if he wasn't there, we'd still be forced to have Wright and Jimenez in the rotation without right. him. Yeah. So he becomes really, even if he's just mediocre, like, even mediocre is a huge upgrade to dumpster fire. So Giovanni Gallardo is huge for us, and if he can pitch, like, ideally he'll pitch six or seven innings and give up the three rounds, right. but even just five. And, and, and <laughs> Like, compared to what other stars are doing, well, we'll take it to this And point. yesterday he could have gone deeper. But obviously they were right. He was on a pitch on limit. I think it was like eighty-five back. pitches or right. something. It was definitely a pitch limit. Yeah, the, the, the next start he'll get up to into the high nineties yeah. probably. Yep. Um, and then they'll into the hundreds after that. But no, it was positive when we've been looking at a a, a uh, lineup of Tillman, Gosman, Wilson, who pitched really well. Yeah, I and, and then who knows? And I know it was a big deal going around Twitter and Facebook the interview. Did you guys watch the interview no. with Tyler Wilson after? No. Oh, the, the movie with Seth Rogen and James Franco? No, not the interview. No, Kim no, Jong-un. no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm great, talking about the one. actual interview no, that happened. Wasn't. No, it wasn't. First of all, it wasn't a great one at all. So and if you watch that, that you and Josh think are the only people in America who watch that film. We watched it on, me and Laura watched it on Christmas Eve and while we were at presents. Everyone <laughs> did. It came out on Christmas Eve. Oh, I never watched it. I read the reviews and then said, no, I'll pass. I was supporting America's right for free speech. Yeah. As Korea <laughs> began to hack our computers. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, but Tyler Wilson just the interview? extremely well-spoken. Uh, he looks like a – he sounds like a he, – he knows what he's doing up there. He yeah. knows, he's, he's a pitcher. And that's why I'll take – okay, Mike Wright has the stuff, and Tyler Wilson kind of has the, the, you know, the pitching skills, not so much the 95-mile-per-hour fastball like Mike Wright has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll take a guy who knows how to pitch all day sure. over a guy who can't look at his fastball, doesn't know what he's doing. And well, so it, it was the – he pitched against the Red Sox, right? Yeah, the best hitting lineup in Major League Baseball. They right shut now. him down. They shut him down. They shut him down. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. So that, but was huge. Now we've seen Mike Wright do 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 that before as well. Like have a, a shutdown game just a True. few games ago. Abaldo Jimenez did it against Oakland, but right. It was not. This was against the Red Sox. I think says a lot. It does. It Red does. Sox couldn't solve Tyler Wilson. It does. I and I think Tyler Wilson for the first and that was kind of a game changer for me. I wasn't impressed by the Mike Wright start when he had a couple games ago. Right. I really wasn't that impressed. Um, but Tyler Wilson. Just his demeanor all year, his his interview, like Mike Wright, as an it being interviewed as a dumpster fire. I mean, talking about uh, in in Carcion have having holes in his swing, right? Right. Like who says that? Well, so dumb on Mike Wright's part. Well, what I don't get is Mike Wright pitches with so much emotion. Yeah, he needs to chill and, out. And, and Tyler Wilson is like very cerebral. He knows what he's doing. Uh, so I've just been really impressed this year with Tyler Wilson. I think we, I think the Orioles may have something with Tyler Wilson. Which is huge because we need that. I, and I'm not saying he's going to be Greg Maddox, but 
we, we need that back of the end rotation guy. And I think he can deliver that for us. And, you know, we can go Tillman, Gossman, Gallardo, and then that Wilson, that's that fourth guy. Don't ask me who's going to be the fifth guy. But <laughs> Wilson can be that fourth guy. So I think, we'll I think that's huge. Cross that bridge when we get to it. It's really, if you think about it, the Orioles are in first place in the AL East. Mm-hmm. Right? By, by a game, uh, two games, did Boston win today? I don't know. Uh, Boston did win today. Okay, so we're up by by game. One game over Boston, three games over Toronto. Right. It's it's really amazing that we're in first place. It's, it, it, it's amazing that Toronto's came back. I was shocked when I looked at I was like, oh, uh, Toronto gained some space. Yeah, I, I said at the beginning of the season, though, I think they're the best team there, at least, players-wise. Um, but between what happened with Jimenez, between what happened with Mike Wright, between Gallardo being out most of the time and J.J. Hardy being out most of the time, it's pretty amazing we're still sitting here in first place. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think it's, just, it's impressive, and I think we're gonna. I think we have the staying power because when Hardy comes back, Gallardo is, is back, Hardy's back, and I think we'll find Tyler Wilson starting to develop into that guy, and we just have to find or trade for a fifth starter, uh, and then I think our team's pretty set, and so it's exciting, and I think if we've gone this far in first place, there's no reason to think we can't continue fighting the entire year competing to be atop the AL East. This is a large enough sample size to say, okay, the Orioles really have something here. I'm with you. 40 wins. Let's take it. Yeah. All right. So at this point, um, we'll give the boys and girls what they've all been waiting for. We'll give them uh, the the long forgotten back now. Bert's story time. It's back, Bert's story time, and I had no uh, plans to do this whatsoever, but today being Father's Day, uh, I had a plan to take my son to the game. I told Josh, I said, uh, just get me one of the cheapest tickets just to get me in the ballpark. I want to give one of these sweet newsboys, Peaky Blinders, O's hats. That Very cool hat, for Father's yeah. Day. Uh, and that's all I wanted to do. And then uh, Josh said, okay, I'll get it to you by tomorrow. Uh, cheapest ticket in the house, whatever you want. And then my mom says, nudges me on the shoulder and says, hey, you ought to ask your father. It's Father's Day. I said, you're right. I should. That's a pretty good idea. So uh, uh, Josh had me get an extra ticket for him. He said, just get me a hat. I'll buy you a ticket. Just go through the turnstile twice, whatever. Sure. Worked out. My dad doesn't care about having the hat. He'll use the ticket. Josh was going to buy anyway. Great. Happy Father's Day. I get to take my two-year-old son. I get to take my dad. It's going to be a great day. And props to mom for, for, for bringing that in Thank there. Thank you, yeah. mom. Wink, wink. Uh, nudge, nudge. And uh, that's fine. And then my dad says, hey, it's uh, my cousin David's birthday this weekend. Let's ask him and his daughter, Audrey, if they want to come too. That, then they can, she, you know, she can, my cousin Audrey right. can, can have Father's Day, Day also. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So I hit up Josh and said, let's make it four tickets. Yeah. So we make it four tickets. And Still, and same then, deal. Cheap, cheapest tickets we can get. I don't care where they are. We just want to get in there, have a good time. And then he asked the, his brother, let's go. And before you know it, there were 75 people going to the game uh, with Bert. Next to note, the whole zany roadie family <laughs> is taking up section 368, which is where we were sitting. Now, a couple things real quick about these seats Josh gave us. Yeah, what were they? Section 368, which is on the left field side uh, along the foul line. So okay. before you get around the corner where the foul pole is, left field. Oh, is it that little section right at the foul pole? No, no, no. I mean, it was, it was uh, still the third base. The third side. base side. Yeah, yeah. Before you get to the foul pole. But we got there. And as you know, it was crazy hot today. One thirty right. game, sunny weather in Baltimore. Uh, we get to our seats and there's shade overhanging up there. And the shade cuts off the row right in front of us. 
So, so we were sitting in the shade, and the people in front of us were sitting in the sunlight. Oh, oh, you were just laughing awesome. it up, that laughing it up. I'm sure. I said Josh must have planned it this way, <laughs> just to put me and my dad right. and everybody That's in perfect. the shade. What what row number was that? Row thirteen. Okay, 13 good. and 14. I got to remember that. 13 gets you undercover. For a 130 game around mid-June, it works. Right. Out. right. <laughs> I don't know where the sun is the rest of the uh, Right. I'll see you next June. Actually, it worked out just fine, though, because even as the game progressed, you got more of the a, shade moved sure. up closer and closer. So anyway, I take my two-year-old son. He gets very fidgety. He barely sits still for any of the game. So about the second or third inning, my dad starts looking at me. It's hot. He's like, all right, you got your hat. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. Let's get ready to go. Yeah, it was a long game. The kids right. fidgety. You know, yeah, we sure. got there like an hour early just to get the thinking the sticking hats. Um, so we're almost ready to go, and an usher comes walking by our seats, and my my dad's cousin Dave says to the usher, "Hey man, I love your shoes." He had these bright orange Adidas sneakers on. He's like, "Man, where'd you get those shoes? I love those shoes. Where'd you get those shoes?" And the guy's like, "I don't know." Blah blah blah. We got them wherever. He's like, "Hey, how many people are in your group?" We said. Five counting the baby. Right. He's like, How would you like to sit behind home plate? Oh my. And we're like, Well, we were getting ready to go, but that's that might entice us to stay a little bit longer. He's like, I got five tickets, section thirty, row one. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. So we're like, let's go. So That's awesome. He, I, I'm starting to compliment every usher's shoes. From that's now on. that's that's the tip for today. Bird story time tip for the day. Compliment the ushers because you never uh-huh. know what you're gonna <laughs> get. Hey Ryan, that's a nice pair of shoes you have there this guy's name was justin so justin who came by section 368 this afternoon two thumbs up he was great and he actually he lived up to his title of usher he ushered us he walked down the stairs with us walked us all the, the way the entire down way the entire way wow our left field corner all the way down who is this usher, He's like super right. usher. Was, he a, was he a real usher or just some guy i yeah i don't know usher might not have been his title he might have had like you know some Head usher. Yeah, or some fan promotion guy or something. Right. I don't know what his thing was. Um, but, yeah, so from the fifth inning on, like, we were putting our feet on the concrete. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll pass my phone around. When, yeah, I want to see some picks, please. When the, when the uh, batters come to the on-deck circle. You're behind the net. We They are literally having conversations with us. So here, here's Albert with uh, Pedro Alvarez. Oh, my gosh. Right next to him. And uh, it was cool. The the guy you said, can't you can't get any closer. You literally no, you cannot can't. get closer to, to to the on deck circle with Pedro Alvarez. And for the most part, you talk to them. You know, you can they they mostly ignore you. So that that yeah that's. But like, Chris Chris Davis came up the first time, and Davis had what like five at bats a day. Yeah, three for five, four for five. Right, right. Like By about the fourth or fifth time he gets up there, the guys behind us say, "Hey, Chris, seems like every time we turn around, you're in the on deck circle." And he's like, "Yeah." It also helps when we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who else said something? Oh, somebody said Happy Father's Day to the hit to Chris Davis. He's like, "Hey, Crush, Happy Father's Day!" And he turns around and goes, "Happy Father's Day to you, bud." <laughs> 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 I think he was the only one that acknowledged when people <laughs> talk to him uh, on the on deck circle. I understand those guys are not. I'm sure they get it all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's too tempting. I can't imagine how they can just ignore the people because they can hear. They're standing right in front of you, right? And you say something to them, they have to hear you, cause, right? Yeah, because they're right there. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, we were polite. I can imagine they get some people there who had a couple, really had a couple of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know you guys, Matt and Josh, are giving me a hard time. Like a uh, game where it's 100 degrees outside with your two year old son on Father's Day when it's practically sold out. Why? In and, a and it was a blowout. Like we're up by five runs in like the sixth inning. Why inning. are you possibly staying the entire game? Why are you forcing us to record this podcast later and later? Right. I got why are you not even home from the baseball game yet? That is why I we we were like. 
well, we can't leave now. We're sitting on row one. Right. You know, the guy Justin graciously upgraded us. We can smell the players. Yes. Yeah. You can see the sweat on their jerseys. <laughs> uh, the only downside, I mean, this is really me being picky because there's no downside to that. Right. But it was going from the upper deck, cool breeze in the shade to the breezeless, blistering sun right behind. I wish I had my Kramer crying baby button. Yeah, I played my <laughs> tiny little wow, violin. Wow. It was how we got a little sun. I brought the sunscreen. But, uh, but yeah, that was my reason for us recording late. Uh, uh, that was sweet. Like you one know, time, you, Josh, you took us and yeah. we sat in the second row. That was when I famously made Willis McGahee right, laugh. So at you were in McGahee's <laughs> Yeah, it's a great yes. story time. We were actually in McGahee's seats, front row. It was unbelievable. It was it was a great experience. You know, I was uh, on Father's Day, no less. While yeah, you're telling awesome. that story, I was reaching for the Chris Davis button. You know, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. But then it reminded me of the last text message that Bert sent me. Oh yeah, this is good. Hey, this is Joe Worslack, and you're listening to Section 336. Now, that could be That's another nice. part story time altogether. See, boys and girls, three weeks ago, I met Joe Worslack. <laughs> oh, this is double edition of uh, Bert story time. Uh, I won't drag this one out too much, but there was, there was a Wednesday night a few weeks ago. All three of us were there with your dad, one of our 336 uh, uh, season plan nights. And my brother texts me, who I don't talk to all that frequently. He's like, hey. Uh, Joe Orsleg is about to come in my suite. What do you want me to ask him? Let's see, he's a good 336-er. Even if we can't be there to interview a player, he's willing to do the interview for right. us. <laughs> what do you want to ask but, him? but I believe what you turned to us and said is, wait, I think my brother's at the baseball game. Yeah, he, I didn't even know. We don't, we don't tell each other these things, apparently. And then when I found out he could sneak me into his suite, I said peace out to you guys and said I'm going, I'm going to hang out. And with we never saw person. you again. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> but I did meet Joe Orslack. I got his autograph and uh, and uh, got him to record that little bit on my phone that he's uh, introducing the show. So thank you to Joe Orslack. Um, th- it is kind of funny. I never knew this, but apparently if you're in a suite, occasionally former Orioles will come by and sign autographs. I don't know either. That's really interesting. In yeah. My brother was in a suite a couple years ago when Tito Landrum came by. Okay. The hero from the 83 World Series. Yeah, and, absolutely. And actually had his World Series ring on and was letting everybody in the suite try on the World Series ring. And kiss it. Yeah, absolutely. And kiss it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this happened to be Joe Orslack's night. And the funny thing was they – I don't know. I showed this to Matt. I don't think I showed this to Josh. But before the player comes by, right. they leave these little papers in the suite where they show you the picture of the player that's going to be coming by. So that you know who he is. You know who he is, and they have all these little facts about him, like he played 14 seasons in the majors with the Pirates, Orioles, Mets, Marlins, and Expos. Uh, it, this is the most interesting fact about Joe Orslack. Remember when he used to have facts at the end of Burt's story time? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Joe Orslack was the opening day starting right fielder when Camden Yards debuted on April 6, 1992, and he made the first putout ever. At Camden Yards, a fly ball off the bat of Kenny Lofton. So that's kind of that's, interesting. That's kind of cool. That he, that's his claim to fame. He yeah. made the first out at Camden Yards the day it opened. So there you go. Double dose of birth story time. With that's for facts. you, 336ers. Wink, wink. <laughs> that button doesn't want to cooperate. That's all right. I'll sing it. I'll sing it. I'll sing it. I think so. Story time. Here Come it comes. on, grab your story friends. Time. Come on, grab your huh? Duet. We'll head over to Bird story time. Great story time, uh, Bert. 
And that leads to you went to, to you went to Father's Day game with your with your father and son, yep. which is a beautiful moment. It was fun. It was very cool. So so let's talk about Father's Day a little bit. I know this whole podcast, and we've we've not been shy about this. No, this whole podcast is not. I mean, we're brothers here, uh, brother and brother in law. Um, our our fathers have been huge influences in our lives, specifically with our love of baseball. Yes. All right, and so this podcast does not exist without our fathers influence us in, in baseball and just um even just when people cause sometimes people will come in the and I, you know they they, they know i'm gonna do an orioles podcast and they'll ask me a lot of people there's a lot of baseball haters out there a yeah. lot of people who think baseball is boring it's not as exciting as sports like the nfl mm-hmm. and they you know why like why are you so excited about baseball like what about the nba about whatever and like there's so many beautiful things about baseball you have the the strategy of it all the like one-on-one competitions pitcher versus hitter that happens like 50 times or 100 times during the course of a game and then you have you know watching Manny Machado I don't know how you cannot watch Manny Machado play shortstop or third base make unbelievable plays and not say this is just a beautiful sport yeah uh it's really or to watch Jonathan Scope today hit a home run that goes just an amazingly far distance like it's just it's a beautiful great sport Mm -hmm. but there's also the element of uh it's not just about the sport in the field it's about there's a behind baseball there, there there's a culture right there's a a family aspect to sports i think specifically to baseball that other sports don't quite have as strong uh specifically uh the bond with with father um and son i think it's true for all sports kind of to a certain extent like most of my childhood memories of my father's wrapped up in sports him coming to little league games um him coming to my high school basketball games even now as a grown man a lot of my experiences with my father are tied up in going to oral games together. Uh, we go to, what, like 15 games together a year. And even today, like today was the, the perfect example of Father's Day. Uh, we went out, I know, and you went, and we all kind of had like the perfect experience. You went to an oral game with your father, which is brilliant. Uh, Josh and I got to do, like there's no, no other thing I'd rather do with my father on Father's Day uh, than play softball. I play shortstop. He plays third base right next to him and play the beautiful sport of softball together. Like that's, that's, and I know my dad feels the same way. Like for me, like that's, that's the best way. Like that's the best experience. And that I think sums up our relationship, sums up, um, having this joking about, about softball, joking about sports, like as we play this game together. And that's what, what, what a lot of people don't like baseball don't get and I know maybe your dad wasn't into baseball, so you don't get that aspect. Uh, but so much of my love for baseball is so intertwined with my love for my father that I can't even differentiate the two. Right. Right. They're they're just they're so connected. Uh, and so that's a and 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 we played softball with my dad, day, and that's a real kind of genuine experience. Uh, I think a great way to spend your father's day going to the game or playing softball with your father. I, I don't think it gets better than that. And so shout out to all the fathers out there. I know we have a lot of young fathers who listen to to the show, uh, so make sure you raise your kids right. And by raise your kids right, I mean just take them to baseball games. That's pretty much it, right? Teach them to play, play, play catch, catch with them, and play catch them with in them. Little league, yeah. T ball, yeah. Because at the end of the day, fa- Father's Day, it's not about. And I know it's become Hallmark commercialized holiday, but it's not about the cards. It's not about the gifts. It's about spending time with your father yeah. and, and doing things that you love together. And sports allows kind of like a, a safe zone for you to spend time with, with your, with, with your father. 
um, not awkwardly going out to lunch, <laughs> not like, I don't know, awkwardly talking about politics when he's real conservative and you're real liberal, but like a safe zone where we all can agree to have this common space to cheer for our Orioles and laugh and joke with one another. And I just think it's, I think Father's Day is, is so tied in with baseball. I love that Father's Day is, falls on during baseball season. Sure. Yeah, it's a big I, part of it. Yeah, I just think it's great. So I don't know if you guys had anything ex- to share. Ex- except for the beautiful. blue uniforms. Except for the blue uniforms. I agree. Um, but my yeah. wife, I was in the car with my wife. We were listening to the game on the radio. And they said, talked about the blue uniforms and how they were signing them. And they were going towards prostate awareness or cancer. I don't know. Right, right. Um, and my wife was like, oh, that's such a great idea. That's such a good cause. It's it's great that uh, yeah, you know, baseball is, is, is doing this. But the jerseys don't have to be blue for them to do the same yeah. thing. Well, I thought they were kind of cool. I like the hats. I thought the blue hats were kind of cool. Yeah, hats were decent, yeah. It was weird that we were playing the Blue Jays. It was a little like, which team am I rooting for here when I yeah. first turned the game on? Wait a minute. And it was weird because the Blue Jays uniforms were slightly different, too. Yes. Right. They were, they were all everything. It wasn't blue? everything baby blue. <laughs> yeah, it was all yeah. baby blue. But they still looked very close so to their normal uniforms. It was either white, blue on white, or blue on gray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I wasn't a big fan of the you know, movies, You know what we haven't played in many years? What's that? That we used to play at the end of every show. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. <laughs> Which I don't know why oh, this cool. isn't still at the end of our shows. It's yeah. still true. It should be. Still it's still very true. true. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's uh, our sports-obsessed father, and our, our specifically, our, specifically our Orioles-obsessed father, uh, is the reason we're here uh, doing this podcast. So I love you, Dad. Shout out to all the all the fathers out there raising their kids right, with te- teaching them to love baseball. And hey, if you want to do it right, have your kids listen to section. You guys can listen to section three through six together. We keep it clean, just so your kids can listen. That's right. We're not explicit. <laughs> we're not. Every now and then we'll have a guest on here who might get a little explicit, and we'll warn you. If our guest might get a little explicit. Sure. Has that happened? Um, I feel like we've talked to some people. Uh, uh, I feel like I've edited stuff. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Fair, fair enough. But this is, we are, we are family friendly. We are family oriented. Uh, we love baseball. We love you. We love our fathers. <laughs> we love everyone. Uh, yeah. I mean, my only thoughts that I was thinking when you were speaking there was, uh, you know, being a kid playing baseball in literally you both did this exact same thing I did playing little league. Yeah. And when I was a kid, uh, you know, leaning into what baseball being the main sport that ties a, a lot of that together more than any other sport. I didn't know any kids that played football. Yeah. I knew soccer. Yeah. Uh, even lacrosse as I got a little older, but every, every boy I knew growing up played little league, even if yeah, they were true. terrible. It's I, true. And some of my they friends played right were, field, but they still played. <laughs> sure. Some of my friends were really good, were the best players on their team. And some of my friends were like me, where we were some of the worst players on the team, but it, I was still laying out my uniform the night before a game and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it was still the biggest deal of my life. And, and my dad coached my little league team from the time I was probably 10 till 15, and then I could play on the high school team. Um, so, I mean, that was a big part. Dad Dad was always the coach, even though he knew his sons were far from the best players on the team. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. But he got the most playing time. No, that's not true. <laughs> no way. He, he didn't, he didn't uh, flinch with that. Yeah. It's kind of amazing because if you go back and watch, like, watch a Little League game and you realize like, these aren't the greatest games in the world. Um, like, there's this bad, bad baseball going on, right? Bad uh, – just, just it's, not, it's not great baseball. 
But like my father would never miss a little league game. Yeah. And my father was kind of a little infamous for for working a lot, and he works a lot. Sure. But he would, no matter what he was doing, he would always be at that basketball game or be at that of that uh, at that baseball game, which kind of showed you where his pri- 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 priorities were at. Uh, which I don't know was a very a very cool thing. So yeah, little league. Uh, should be part of kind of whether it doesn't and you're right it doesn't matter if you're good or bad at baseball it doesn't matter for little yeah. league it's about that experience and for the most part i think kids still just enjoy it. it's something fun to do yeah i can't wait for al to be old enough to do it i'm i'm and i've probably said this on the show before but i've taken my daughter to her soccer practices and immediately turned around and watched complete strangers kids play baseball because i'm more interested in that than watching girls soccer <laughs> even when it's not even my kid, I yeah. don't care. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm literally like three or four years away from being able to do this and having having a rooting interest in this little league game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ba- ba- baseball is a fun, cool sport uh, for for a lot of reasons. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day! There it is. <laughs> Shout out to all the fathers out there. Absolutely. Did we, did we want to? I mean, there's nothing really to break down about how the Orioles are playing right now. Yeah, did you have They're a ball bag on there, Josh? Well. Josh, I'm looking around. Oh, I got, no, I, got, I didn't have a ball bag because we were going to add a new segment uh, just for this week. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, this? we got a ball bag replacement. Yeah, that's right. Something did you we tell me this? I, I forget. Yes, I feel like we had this conversation. Before, We've had yeah. this conversation right. for the past two weeks. Surprise me. All right. <laughs> did you did you have something to bring up about the Orioles before we move on? I was going to say uh, we we just want to touch on. I had a couple opinions about the Manny Machado suspension going going on now right starting today today was his yeah. first game How, it was amazing that the Orioles somehow <laughs> held off until Hardy came back yeah I mean there's there's that part is a huge part of it that the appeal was scheduled to happen on Tuesday but something happened in the decision making whoever the powers that be are whether man right. has to decide to drop the appeal or if he has some influences by people in the organization saying hey at best you might get this reduced well, down during, to three games during and, the uh, press conference yesterday Buck kind of broke the news to the press right and they were asking him questions, and he'd say a little, and then he'd say, hold on, I don't want to be fine. Let me back off a little bit. Oh. And they'd ask more, and he'd say a little more, and they'd do the little buck, you're going to get me in trouble. So he did. They did ask him at one point, uh, why did you drop the appeal? Did, did, it's, did you have a chance to get a, a game pulled away? And Buck's answer was, at the beginning, we did. Yeah. So something changed in conversations before the appeal. Yeah, it said it came out that it wouldn't be reduced for whatever. Right, uh, even though it, I guess we were told <laughs> the appeal was Tuesday, but they already knew it wouldn't. I I think this is what you're talking about. Buck and find this is my favorite quote by Buck about this whole thing. <laughs> Buck said about many suspension, a good player doing good things, and we won't have him for four days because somebody hit him with a pitch. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> yeah, that a great that's, quote? That's, great. <laughs> that's pretty much sums it up, right? Well, and it seems like it, people have been very choice about how they're saying um, that it's unfair that Ventura is going to miss one well, yeah, start. Because Major League Baseball as a whole has to deal with the fact they need to that the pitcher that. has a weapon. And as soon as they throw it at a player, it's a weapon. Yeah, But Manny Machado has shown the bat can be a weapon too. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, But that there is a big difference between for more often than not, it's the pitcher instigating it and the pitcher at worst will lose one start. Right. And the, and the pitcher has all like well, the, what about they the, are the baseball. Uh, they are always the aggressor. And if the guy the if the guy's in Machado's shoes and chooses to defend himself, then he's out for at least four games. Well, what about the argument that one start is the same percentage as five games of an everyday player? Um, I wasn't prepared to answer that. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, I had the same. I wasn't argument prepared with the comeback. <laughs> How are you doing? Only one versus five, and then all right. Well, okay, the percentage game probably makes a little bit of sense. Well, what about this nonsense that. that players get paid? 
still. They oh, did, I thought I thought they didn't get paid. They for get suspension. paid for in-game the stuff that happens on the field. They're suspended for. They still get paid. So like steroids off the field, they don't get paid. Right. But on the field suspensions, they still get paid. Well, and, so and you're Donovan Ventura, Minnesota, still making that. The other difference with on bread. the field suspensions is that the Orioles now play with a 24-man bench. Right. Right. But when when it's off the field, they get to pull someone up. But the good news is, the Orioles uh, are now playing Kim. So Kim is no longer wasting a spot on the end of, end of the bench. That's true. So we, it's we, almost we, like we were twenty four man. We played twenty four man all season. So this right. is just like all all is normal here. Sure, sure. Because because Kim's playing now. Um, my other thoughts with Machado was, it's if he's going to drop the appeal and start the suspension immediately. Uh, I mean, it, it started with today against one of the best teams in baseball, the Blue Jays, where we've got Chris right. Tillman starting our best pitcher. Game two. He, does, he tomorrow, doesn't have to do that stupid road trip. The, the trip to Texas does not have to happen for him, which, I mean, I, I still think that whole thing is a piece of crap. Why we have that's to a mess. all the way to Texas yeah, for one that's stupid a mess. game is beyond me. Yeah. Um, and then they come back here for two games against the Padres, who are one of the worst, if not the worst, teams in baseball uh, with 29 wins under their belt. Yeah, they're um, bad. So if you're going to take a four-game suspension – this is, I guess, as good a time as any to take it. And then we go to Tampa, I believe, after the San Diego. Oh, Tampa comes to Baltimore after the San Diego series. Right. And it's four games because Saturday is a doubleheader. So uh, we'll have Manny back for all four games uh, against yeah. Tampa this weekend. Again, another for the AAL East games, get Manny back for those big yeah. AAL East matchups. So, I, you know, my opinion, I think it's it's better to take these four now than wait till Tuesday and maybe get it reduced to three, and then you're going to miss the Tampa series. I don't know. I, f- I feel better about him missing the two against San Diego in this road trip to Texas. That's just me. That's my thoughts on it. All right. I think it's fair thoughts. We can move on from that. Time now for bold predictions. Oh, now I remember what. Yeah, now, yeah, because we didn't have to come up with bold predictions. We didn't do our uh, three up, three down this week either. We'll have We'll bring that back next week. Right. Uh, With uh, Bert and I. Yeah, are we here next week? Didn't you just say we're doing the Matt Africa next week? You'll have to tune in to find out. Okay. <laughs> but we'll be bringing, Tune in anyway. You'll find <laughs> out. We'll be bringing in three up, three down uh, next week. But now we got to go with some bold predictions. Yeah. Because, Matt, you're going to be missing, what, seven weeks of baseball? Seven weeks. Wow. And I'm going to be, like, off the grid. So, like, no Twitter access. No, like, we used to mail you Raven games. And you right. And you six weeks later. Right. It's like, don't mail me because by the time you, I get it, I'm going to be leaving. But seven weeks. But, uh, yeah, I'm going off the grid. I will not know how the Rose are playing from game to game. I will have no way to watch them from game to game. Um, so I'm literally going to be like completely off the grid. <laughs> and so I will, I will come back. Uh, I assume once I go, go back to the, cause I'll be in a small village, very rural area. Uh, I assume when I get back to the city of Dar, maybe I can find a newspaper with some baseball head, uh, standings or something, but still it's like seven weeks yeah. of not knowing how the orders are playing. So one starts to think, what will I miss? <laughs> will the Orioles retain the success in, I'm going to come back around, like I think it was around like August 8th, around that, that time frame. The trade deadline would have passed. Yep. So I have some predictions, things I think that will happen between now and August 8th. First prediction. I think the Orioles will be in second place. I think the Blue Jays will be in first. Okay. First prediction. How close? Are we writing these down? We, we still in the, uh, no, we're recording it though. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we got this thing <laughs> called a podcast where it records it and. Saves it. You can go back and listen to any episode if you For want. Posterity. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's going to be uh, Toronto will be head by game. All right. So we're still in the playoff run. Yes, absolutely. Trade 
it's still going to be everyone's close. I, the, the the Yankees and Tampa Bay will be like a hundred games out, but the Rays, I'm sorry, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and Orioles are all will all be within three games of each other for the top spot. All right. Did you say what date this is? That you'll be August eighth. August eighth. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one trade deadline. The Orioles, the past three years, have made a trade at the deadline. Whether it was for, I think, uh, the first one was like maybe Jim Tomey back in the day. Yeah. Then Bud Norris. Then um, Andrew Miller. Then last year, Gerardo Pera. We've always made that deal. This year, I think, maybe more than any other, we're going to need to make a deal for a starting pitcher. Now, the problem is, and people will say, but Matt, we have no one in the farm system to trade. Money? We, we've had no one in the farm system to trade for the past five years. Right, we, we somehow we, we managed to trade these guys. So I expect someone like a Chris Lee or a Tanner Scott. A Sonny Gray? No, we're not getting Sonny Gray. Yeah, we're uh, about to talk today about Sonny Gray. We're not getting Chris Sale. No, we're gonna get a Bud Norris type. How about uh, David Price? He's no, we're not getting David Price. You. Maybe we can get him real cheap. No, you mean Bud Norris? Not Bud Norris, oh. but I think a Bud Norris type, okay. like someone to step in who has literally been like an adequate fifth starter for a team like Cincinnati or for a team like San Diego, for only struggling teams, a fifth starter type, and we're gonna trade. Something like, I don't know, like a Tanner Scott and a Trey Mancini for some fifth guy in our rotation. So it's not going to be anyone major. Like, no one really knew who Bud Norris was when we traded for Bud Norris. Sure. Or no one, I mean, maybe like a Scott Feldman might be a good example. We traded for Scott, we traded Jake Arrieta and Steve, Cle- uh, or we traded Jake Arrieta for Scott Feldman and Steve Clevenger. So maybe like, we traded Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope, but whatever. But maybe like a Scott Feldman type, a veteran, maybe in his 30s, been around for a while. An innings eater. Has an ERA over four, but can eat some innings, has proven he can pitch in big games. Okay. Um, so I think we're going to trade for one of those, like a Joe Saunders type guy. I think we're going to trade for, for someone like that before I come back. So I'm going to come back from Africa, and the rotation is going to be Tillman, Gossman, Gallardo, Wilson, and somebody who's, no, who's not on this organization right now. Okay, but that's it. We're right. not gonna. We're offensively, like we're that. set. Yeah, we're making that. If we're making that move, we're we're pushing for the playoffs. Yeah, and we've always done it. We'll trade someone, a good young pitcher, like a Chris Lee, maybe from from Bowie, who in two years will be throwing no hitters in the majors. <laughs> uh, but whatever, we'll, we'll trade him now for a guy to be a mediocre fifth starter because that's what we need to do to stay in the running for first place now at least. All right. Um, other predictions. Everybody gotta stay healthy. Yeah, I think um, I think when I come back, I think Chris Davis will be leading all the baseball in home runs. Really, he will surpass Trumbo and everybody else, and he will be leading all the baseball in home runs. Good, that means a hot July. Yeah, well, okay. we've already seen him start to heat up a little bit. All right, let's uh, see. Uh, so just all he needs another two week streak, and and he'll be uh, be Chapman yeah. and Miller. Ah, where do they go? Yeah, they gone. They're they're gone from New York. We know that. Do the Cubs get them both? No, actually, you know what? I think uh, Miller and Chapman stay with New York because New York has suffered for years from being in denial. Like, they think they're good when they're not. And they don't know how to sell pieces to get prospects in return. So I think they're going to be idiots and keep all these players. They got too big of an ego to be sellers. Yeah. And in fact, they they may be buyers. I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if they're buyers at the trade deadline. Even at like a record of 500, they still think, okay. They look at the Orioles and think, well, we can take them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're buyers. Um, at the trade deadline, uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna be similar to where we're at in seven weeks, 
um, in August. But it's going to make for a fun August, September with the Orioles uh, fighting for that first spot. That's it. That's all I got. I think. Um, that's what you got. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all I got. You I, I think. I think at some point in the season, someone will streak across Camden Yards and get arrested. I think that's a good possibility. Well, I think I mean, that's, I, what's the chances it's Burt? I could make that. Or happen. the intern. Yeah. Um, you're kicked out. You're not allowed to come back. Oh, uh, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. What's uh? No, there was that movie Fever Pitch where the girl ran all the way from the outfield to through, and I I thought. Yeah, but she. And they like let her like make out with um, Jimmy Fallon even yeah. after she ran all that. So 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 maybe they're they're slacking up the rules. Maybe if you go, if you sprint on the field, find a girl and start making out with the girl, they'll think, oh, what a romantic story, and they won't tackle you. What if you go and make out with Kim? What if you go and make out with Jimmy Fallon? That worked for her. For Drew Barrymore, it worked. Maybe it'll work for you. Too. I feel like if I had a lawyer, we could argue that point and get and allow my season tickets back. Yeah. If Jimmy Fallon happens to be at Camden Yards. I streak across the field just to go make out with him, and they try to take away my well, he, tickets. He's a Yankees fan, right? Or Mets? Or he's a New Red York Sox guy. Or he's a New York something like that. Yeah, not Orioles. Yeah, he's, I think he's a Yankee guy. But who? Uh, here, here's a prediction we can all do. Tomorrow is one game road trip. Yeah. Who's going? Who's staying? Not Adam Jones. I just saw the lineup. You saw the lineup for tomorrow? Unless somebody was just messing with me on Twitter. There, there's no way Buck put the lineup out on Sunday night. Everybody's going, right? No. Would like some people not make the trip? I th- I think I this think this is like um, I think it was noticeable that Weeders played on a Sunday today. Yeah, it's going to be Peña. Pe- Peña's going to catch Weeders is staying home. You don't think I he's think. even making the, making the trip? No, you got to make the trip. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, you I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting a one game series. It's the first time the this Orioles have like, had a one game series since 19 like 67. I mean, this is in the NBA like Pop Popovich for the Spurs is famous for like not taking any starters when they go on road trips and having sure. them just stay at home and rest. But I don't think you can do that when you need your bench. Like you just yeah, baseball's a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that is like true. maybe starting pitchers. If are, yeah, like it's, Chris Toman can stay home. Hey, you know who was in the dugout today? Who? And I know because I was sitting right there next to the dugout. Caleb Joseph. Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day was in the dugout today. Okay. okay. So then we're going to use him. Buck did say they're going to have a workout at the stadium tomorrow. What he pitched like three straight so, days. So maybe who? Darren O'Day's oh, been O'Day injured. Oh, O'Day injured. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I could see maybe O'Day, Caleb Joseph working out. When's uh, Machado working out. When's O'Day supposed allowed. to come back? There's uh, no timetable Okay. that I've seen. Yeah. Well, it's good to see him in the dugout. It'd be nice to have that fresh bullpen arm after we – because our bullpen is slowly getting destroyed. We've been here. used. Yeah. 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 It, they, it'd be nice to have that fresh arm. I mean, Brad Brock, I feel like, is throwing in two innings every game now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Michael Gibbons is coming in like the fifth inning now because he has <laughs> to. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be huge to get. Okay I think Darren Day is going to be a big, yeah, big boost for us. That fresh arm, and Buck's going to ride him. Yeah. All right, ready to uh, wrap this show up. Yeah, let's uh, let's send it over to the intern. Oh, see yeah. if the uh, we have an attention. intern here, not the world's worst intern, but an intern. We're going to kick it to him for thoughts, corrections, fun facts, analyses. Intern, what you got for us? Wait, you went, you went to hippofacts.com? I just Googled it and it came right up. So wait, was I right or what? Yes! 2,900 hippo deaths a year in Africa alone. Good. The Google machine's amazing. Uh, that's what I'd expect. No mistakes. Just like, just like on the softball field. Seven. Do you know how hard it is to throw to a moving target? Like maybe if Josh would be at first base when I threw the ball, you know, uh, you know how I many gotta throw the moving target. Do you know how many times he's running first? I gotta throw it while he's running the first. Do you know how many times <laughs> it did not come to first base today? 
You didn't say anything, intern. <laughs> How are you gonna make errors if you don't say anything? I think he's. I think he's talking about softball That's like, still. Oh, oh, because he's throwing out like the Nick Markakis. Every ball was hit to him. He didn't have to move at all. Right. Uh, yet he's got a thousand percent film percentage, so he's gonna brag about how he's the best fielder. That's the best kind of day to have as a softball player. Every ball's hit directly to you, and it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like this. <laughs> really? That's that's a fun fact. Normally, fun facts are related to the show. That one's not, but I, I still like it. I think maybe the world's worst intern could learn from that. I think yeah. he's on to something. An intern uh, just dropping a random fun fact, even if it has nothing to do with what we talked <laughs> right. about tonight. <laughs> I, I mentioned animals. The ostrich is an animal. There's I don't a connection. Know. Maybe there's a thing like intern. the Yankees that should just bury their heads in the sand. I, I, hey, I'm I all for fair. it. I, Absolutely. Everything I've learned about ostriches, I learned from uh, the uh, Disney classic animated film Dumbo. And in that movie, they show an ostrich with all his head in the ground. Oh, they were inaccurate. Also. Yeah, inaccurate. Also, since Swiss Family Robinson, I've always wanted to ride on an ostrich. That's true, too. Yes. That's true, too. Uh, so thanks. Shout out to Dan Russo, our intern for the day. Get his name in there at the end. Sure. Yeah. So right there. Hey, ha- have a good time in Africa. Thank you. Uh, and we'll miss you uh, stu- yeah. endearingly stuttering. I'm going don't die. Facebook and Twitter dark for a while, so don't miss me. <laughs> maybe you can, uh, if, I don't know how your email is there, but maybe you can send us some audio. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Um, I'll just pretend like I'm up to date on the Orioles and just talk send, Orioles. send us a nice today on the show. Yeah. Just you send, you send two recordings. One, you say, hey, how about that win last night? Go get them, Orioles. Or, <laughs> man, what a tough loss last night, Orioles fans. And then we'll just play whichever one, you know. Yeah. I'm sure I can drop in some lines that always work. Man, the Orioles starting pitching sucks. <laughs> right. Yes. How yeah. about that play Machado made? Yeah. Can you he believe Obaldo is still on this team? <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't last. We need to cut Obaldo. Yeah, I could do all this stuff. <laughs> I'm sure it's all the same right. stuff. I don't even need to be here watching the yeah, game. Don't you love Flaherty? Yeah. No, I'll never say that. <laughs> There's know. never a time great. Great when that would be appropriate to say. Two uh-huh. RBIs. How about how about that start by Mattis for the Cubs? Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one yeah, back yeah, pocket. Yeah. Is that going to happen before I get back? I don't think so. Doubtful. That's a bold prediction, though. <laughs> I like it. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. You can follow us on uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Section 36. You can uh, like us. You can us. watch the video over on Facebook. Yeah, check out the video on Facebook. Pretty cool. Uh, you see Bert wink and, and point at you. Gunpoint. Gunpoint. Uh, write us a review on iTunes. We always love those and appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for listening. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Bert at Bert Brody. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Section 336 is an affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. (laughs) 